there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome aboard. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We are live today in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino Fun Show on tap today. Three hours coming at you. Mike Palman studio a little bit later on. We'll do some Major League Baseball and a lot today on the U.S. Open. Can't wait for this event, man. Yes. Right? This is going to be so much fun and a lot to discuss here. As you probably are aware, like this major usually is the most difficult of all the four that we get throughout the entire year, Paulie. And if you go back the last 10 years to 2013, I think that kind of speaks to it, right? The average winning score since 2013 is 6.3 under. Six and a half, three shot. 6.3 shots under par wins this thing typically. That's on average. Uh-huh. That's incredible. And you yep. said this yesterday, um, and I totally agree with it. I like to see the best players in the world not shoot a 24 under. I want to see them struggle. I want to see them frustrate a little bit by the course. Yes, and this has all the makings, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, all the players said it's firm and fast, and it's going to be a, a, a lot of bogeys and a lot of birdies. And from a betting standpoint, you're right. The sport is so fun to bet now with the menu and everything that's offered. And as our friend Paul Allen says, voice of the Vikings, more action than a Rambo movie with all the tickets you can have here and all the props as well. But And plus the big names and how can the Kepka train roll on. But we've also seen plenty of surprises in this tournament too. So, you know, there was a time where I didn't like it. But I've come around and I, I, I enjoy it when the story, when, when the course is the story and these guys struggle. And they look like uh, you and me out there, or at sure. least you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's. Yeah, I like to see it. You, but you but really certainly do. this, but what we have here with the five par fives and the five par threes, and one that's, as we talked about yesterday, which plays as short as 80 yards. I mean, this is going to be wild how they handle I know that's crazy. What is it going to look like? Right. Well, plus, there's another one that's it's 290. There's a par three that's 290. And there's one that plays as short as 80. So then you have these these obscene par fives, too. Uh, and then we'll get to this in a second, but this Michael Kim tweet is dynamite, which will dissect that as well. So you might see a surprise. You, you might see, just say it's too much Scheffler, too much Rom, and it's and it's a piece of cake. But uh, it's going to be fascinating between the primetime golf, uh, all the coverage and what we have. The Playboy Mansion can be seen from the thir- above the 13th green which Kepka's played this before. It's the only thing he would remember. You go remember what he said, um, but it's going to be fantastic. Okay, so again, it, it, a lot of people are suggesting that the leaderboard is going to be filled with elite golfers, probably from day one onward. And you, to your point, though, you're you're going to get a guy two, three, whatever to sneak in. 
that you're like, oh, wait a second, he was 110 to one before the tournament started. Mm-hmm. If you go back to 2010, the ultimate winner, though, really, we haven't had a ton of guys who have surprised. Uh, 2019 Pebble Beach, Gary Woodland held off Brooks Kepka. Kepka was going for a three-peat, and he was in the mix. Woodland was uh, 24th in the world, according to the official world golf rankings, and he was 80 to one. The first time that Kepka won it in 2017, he was ranked number 22 overall, and he was 45 to one. Martin Keimer won it in 2014. He was ranked 28th, and he was 40 to one. And then you have to go back to Graham McDowell, oh. who was uh, ranked 36th in the world at that time in 2010. He was 80 to one. Webb, think about this. Webb Simpson was actually 13th in the world in 2012. That is the one U.S. Open that I've attended in my life. It was at the Olympic Club in San Francisco, but he was 80 to 1. Every other player, for the most part, has been in the top 20 or hovering around the top 20, and they were shorter than 40 or 45 to 1 to win the whole thing. So usually, again, like Fitzpatrick last year, well, that was no fluke. He was ranked top 20 at the time. He was only 30 to 1. Rom the year before, of course you know this. He's one of the best in the entire world. DeChambeau during the pandemic year, he was 25 to 1. But it felt to me like he was in the mix every single week. He was uh, number nine overall. He won the Rocket Mortgage that year leading in. He also had six top fives and nine top tens. That guy was in the mix like every mm-hmm. single week. So usually you're going to get guys at the very top or near the top, but you're going to have some other players who are like, oh, wait a second here. I didn't really consider him to be in the mix. How important is his current form to you? I think that's got to be a pretty decent factor. Okay. How about you? I know some people scoff yeah. at it, and it's more about the fit, the course, how it you know is going to cater to a, a certain golfer's you know talent. But Cor- I th- course history, I think, is is more important. But that's but yeah, I think form is up there as well. Right? How are you playing coming in? But anyone can catch lightning in a bottle as well. Um, but that I think that's a key factor too. Um, you know, I really like how Hovland's playing. I like how Fleetwood's playing. As I said yesterday, I like his attitude blowing off the meeting. With Monahan and, and what happened with the pomp and circumstance last week, and just ah, I'm going to work on my game. And he goes out and he should have won the tournament. Uh, what happened? So uh, certainly, uh, Kepka's a gangster. What he's been doing, and uh, the uh, eight major rounds so far, he's had the lead in five of them. Uh, but you know, some of these guys, it's okay to say you got to prove it to me and, and go. You know, like a like a Shoffley, McElroy, the nine year drought. Some of these guys, where you just say I'm not going to buy in until you. You get there and, and get it done. Oh, right, I'm Paul. okay with that, too. See, I, I'm really holding firm today I because, and I've said this on the air, I've tweeted it out many times, like I can't get down with Xander Schauffele anymore. Uh, I mean, the amount of tickets that I have burned betting on him, especially in majors, I, I lost count years ago. But the guy is nails at the U.S. Open. I'm very tempted. But I have willpower, and I have not gotten down on like 17 or 8. If he would happen to pop at like 20 to 1 today at Circa, where we're at, I'd probably bet it, but so far I've stayed away. Uh, but to your point, you're asking about the current overall current form and a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now, it's in a great article on vcin.com written by a vcin host and great golf handicapper, Wes Reynolds. This, these numbers are right there. You can go there and get it. I tweeted it out as well at Mitch Moss Radio yesterday. Some trends and how important it is to be playing well leading in. Every U.S. Open winner since 2008 had at least one top 10 in his previous five starts heading into the tournament. 13 of the last 15 had at least one top five in his previous five starts heading into the event. 14 of the last 15 U.S. Open winners made the cut in their previous uh, major. Each of the last seven U.S. Open winners had at least a top six finish or better in a previous major. So these numbers just point to like the current form, majors, how much success you've had in recent years, it is kind of a factor for this event. And also, it, something that you want to pay attention to uh, would be the age of all these golfers. The oldest winner since 2008 was Gary Woodland in 2019. He was 35. Oh. So 12 of the last 15 U.S. Open winners were between the ages of 26 and 32, and the average age was 28.3 the last 10 years. So he happened, I mean, with the odds, like I talked about with his age, that was a year where you had an outlier actually take down this event. Kept, again, Kepka was in, right in that thing, though. Mm-hmm. Imagine yep. that, had the guy three-peated. Yep. So this, I found this, this was an awesome tweet. Michael Kim, pro golfer, 
uh, played the course yesterday and tweeted after playing all 18. Here's his observations. Greens might get crazy firm by the weekend. Fairways are generally wide, but if you miss them, it's almost an auto layup unless you get lucky with the lie. You talked about this yesterday. And Jeff Seeley, the Bermuda rough is no joke. Hard to see the ball sometimes unless, unless you're right next to the ball. Laying up all four days on six, personally, I don't like the tee shot going for it. You know, you can go on YouTube, and there's a breakdown of every hole, uh, which was well done. It's about 10, 12 minutes. Um, you're not going to, you, this is interesting, because I played over 85 and a half and uh, over 64 and a half, the plus money. You're going to see a wide variety of scores, anywhere from 64 to 82. You think someone's going to shoot a 63 or a 64? I say no, but yeah, th- that would be, you. right? If this is great, if your game is a little off, the bogey train is coming for you. Oh, you want to avoid the bogey train? Yeah, I mean this is going to be the story here in the four days. The par threes are absurdly long. Draws off the tee, the preferred shot shape for a lot of tee shots, and he changed it though. He tweeted this, but then changed it. He's going winning score over under eight and a half. Eight and a half, huh? I believe it was Kepka who was asked about the winning score yesterday, and he, I believe, said six to eight under. Have you seen the rough? By the way, this is four days ago, Paulie. Yeah, this is what the, what it looks like with the rough. They're just dropping balls in, and it's like it just it, it disappears. It's a needle in a haystack. I mean that that stuff has got to be. This is four days ago again. That's a good five six inches deep. Yeah, hard to see the ball unless you're right next to it. Was one of the tweets. <laughs> so think about that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I added a little bit on Cam Smith last night because of the odds got to thirty three to one. But so far, yeah. the, the shortest shot that I have on the board is Kepka, And that was uh, a month ago when he was still 22 to 1. And I have not added anybody else like Scheffler, Rahm, scared to death of all those guys. Rory, Hovland, very oh, popular I'm, pick, played oh, yeah. extremely well. He's been great. He's down to 12 to 1 at some spots. Yeah, I know. You yeah. can't bet that. I got 15. I know. Well, one in the Memorial, second to PGA, seventh at the Masters, tied for third at the Players. And uh, he's sixth in driving. It's tempting. Very popular pick. It's very tempting. And everyone's everywhere you go, you hear Homa too. Yeah, I mean, I the, think the, well, the, when he shot a sixty-one there in college, it's hard to ignore that. Yes, and this is uh, great for second shot players. A second, huge for a second shot course. How this tournament could play out, and uh, the creativity as well. What the, but this is this is great. Looking forward to this, and we need it oh. after we got a short NBA and NHL finals. Yeah, no kidding. Right back into it. And, oh, by the way, we happen to get tons of coverage on TV with this event, too. Yeah. So that's a very nice thing to have. Up next, we'll recap last night's betting action in win some, lose some, how the favorites did overall in Major League Baseball. This run that one pitcher continues to be on has been surprising. He's now maybe the ace of the team. And uh, it's getting really good with some of the division numbers as well. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Another way we're here to help you make a smarter, better year-round, check out today's betting splits every game, vcin.com. So Major League Baseball here. Derek Carty joins the program. He is the creator of the bat baseball projections which have been tremendous in the industry going back several years now they can be found at popular websites uh, ev analytics fan graphs roto grinders derek joins the program here early on a thursday morning uh, it's good to talk to you today how are you i'm doing well thanks so much for having me on you bet so we had a guest on the show a couple of weeks back matt meiselman who explained that he was using your projections a year ago simply to bet stolen base props because yeah. the edge that you had in your numbers compared to what books were offering, it was gigantic, right? And over the course of like two months, by spreading out money over several books, betting this stuff every single day, he eventually won more than $200,000. How have the books adjusted with the stolen base numbers this year? Has there been any value, in your opinion, betting stolen bases still? Yeah, there still is a good amount of value betting stolen bases. Um I kind of was thinking the value would be sapped this year because the lines adjusted so heavily in the second half of last season. And then we had the rule changes this year with the pitch clock and the, the pickoff throwover rules and the bigger bases. So stolen bases are way up in general this year. And I figured, you know, the market would be pretty reactive to that. You know, people would be betting it more because sure. of the, the narrative with the rule changes. And, but no, I mean, it's not what it was at the start of last year, but there is still every day a lot of value out there betting stolen base props if you're uh, if you're looking at at you know at the right things. Do you think it continues? And, and I'll, but I mean by that is the that we'll see more stolen bases and the success rate is the highest it's ever been, almost eighty percent since they started tracking it, and we'll see more of an emphasis on small ball. Yeah, uh, I don't know if necessarily the whole game has shifted to small ball because home runs are are up this year too especially when you account for for weather but stolen bases are absolutely up uh they're up about the amount that i expected coming into the year okay. based on what we saw in double and triple a last year when they implemented these rule changes and so i don't think they're going away you know the the success rate is up the attempt rate is up and it's it's spot on with basically with what we saw in the minors last year so uh you know, it, it's here to stay, I think. Okay. You mentioned uh, some factors that people need to look forward to, and I'm not going to ask you to give away your entire recipe here today on the show, but like listeners and, and viewers of this show, like what do they need to look at when it comes to a stolen base prop? What are some of the most important things to gauge? So when people think about being successful on a stolen base, they think about the catcher and the catcher's arm, but more important than that is the pitcher. The pitcher has probably four times the impact that a catcher does, especially at the extremes. And so knowing which pitchers are easy to steal on uh, can be a really kind of overlooked way of, of finding value in these. And the catcher does matter. You want to consider the catcher too. Mm -hmm. You want to consider the chance that the player is able to get on base in the first place, because if you don't get on base, you can't steal. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons I think stolen bases have so much edge uh, because there's so many things that have to go right in order for the player to steal a base. He has to come up to bat. Uh, you, the volume of at-bats matters. He has to get on base. He has to attempt to steal. He has to be successful with the steal. And uh, so you kind of have to project each chain in that link correctly. Uh, but when you do, you wind up with some really big edge, especially because especially last year and, and to an extent this year, the books really aren't accounting for matchups super well. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to the pitcher. You know, we've seen books adjust to the real outliers, like Noah Syndergaard is the easiest oh, pitcher in the uh, entire world to steal against. And people kind of know that now. And the books have definitely adjusted a good amount to that. But there are still a lot of other pitchers out there, um, you know, that that the books really haven't 
haven't caught up with yet. Uh, a lot of attention is uh, on De La Cruz and his stolen bases. Now you're up 14 units if you've been betting him every game with a stolen base. Do you still think there's uh, opportunity and value there? But now we've gone from like the plus 450 to now plus 275 range. Yeah, that that's kind of where you jump off the train almost when when the lines shift that drastically over the course of just a few days or, or a week or a couple weeks, you're usually not going to be finding the same value anymore. You know, you don't want to overreact to recent sample sizes because, you know, everyone's looking at that. Oh, he's stolen all these bases. I got to bet him to bet a stolen base. But now the odds are different. And so you're not getting the same value on it. You kind of want to find those guys before that happens like a great example last year was john birdie like he was fantastic with stolen bases like all year uh -huh. but when he first came up and started stealing bases you could get john birdie at you know plus 1200 to steal a base you know a couple weeks later he was plus 400 plus 300 plus wow. 200 and so you want to uh you want to find that before before it moves i wanted to get into home runs with you here in a second and uh, numbers on player props for that specific Thing to happen in a game as well. Is there anybody today that you would? It's a shorter card in baseball, but is there anybody that you can recommend today for maybe a stolen base prop? Yeah. So if you're looking at stolen bases today, it looks like uh, the Chicago Cubs are offering a lot of value. Um, uh, Dansby Swanson plus eight twenty five. Christopher Morel plus seven fifty. Seiya Suzuki plus eight seventy five. Uh, they're some of the best values today. Very good. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Derek Cardi, he created the very popular metrics. The numbers are called the BAT. You can find those at uh, popular websites, again, like EV Analytics, Fangraphs, Roto-Grinders as well. I look at the stuff on basically a daily basis. Um, we, we've had Matt Beskirchen on the show plenty of times, MLB Network, and he's been bringing this up, I think, since last year. The numbers on home run props on a daily basis are just something that you, they're not really that fair anymore. And I did some numbers crunching. You can correct me if they don't check out. But when Judge hit, uh, when he hit those home runs last year, it's hit, it's hit 62. He played in 157 games. He homered in 50 of them. That's 31.8%, which equals plus 214 on the money line. A lot of place, uh, players, Derek, are priced around plus 225, plus 250, maybe 3-1 to one to hit a home run. None of those players are 2022 Aaron Judge. So how should betters look at these home run numbers and say, you know what, I think that number is too low or that number sounds about right or is good value, I should bet that. Yeah, I mean, the best way to do it, honestly, and it sounds like a little bit of a cop-out, is to use a projection like the bat. The bat will tell you the yeah. percentage chance that the guy has of hitting a home run. You compare sure. it to the odds and you see if there's value. What you find a lot of times is that guys like Judge, the stars, the people that, you know, the players that people really want to bet on, you're not getting good value on those guys. I didn't bet on Aaron Judge once all last year, all this year, uh, but you can find lesser known guys at longer odds and they're not going to hit his home run as often. But if you bet enough of those in bulk, you're going to be very profitable because those are the guys that the market is kind of ignoring. You know, today, Miguel Vargas plus 1025 projects for a really valuable home run split, you know, very positive expected value. Uh, Max Kepler, Elias Diaz, guys like this today, Ha Sung Kim are the kind of guys that are showing the most value in terms of home runs, uh, obviously depending on the line and the book you're betting at. Sure. Um, but those are the kind of guys that if I'm betting home run props, I'm looking at way more often than I'm looking at a guy like Aaron Judge. I, 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 that's great advice. I would mm -hmm. totally agree. Has anything stood out to you with K props at all this year? Um, we've been fading pitchers who go against the Nationals because their strikeout rate, rate has been so low. I know that Valdez was like minus 170 to go under six and a half, but he never got seven last night. So another under for a starter against the Nats. Anything sticking out to you with K-Props? Yeah, K-Props this year, I feel like most of the value has been on unders. And, you know, overs are obviously the, the sexy side. That's what people want to bet. Unders are not fun to bet and sweat out when you're watching the game. Uh, but especially this year with the run environment, you know, like we said, home runs are up, stolen bases are up, runs across the board are up, and it's only getting hotter. And so hit pitchers are going to start getting hit around even more now. They're going to give up more runs. They're going to get pulled earlier in the game. 
and uh, and strikeouts are down a little bit this year too. So I've been finding most of the value on on the underside of things, depending on the pitcher, of course. Yep. Yep. Um, but that's usually where I've been where I've been betting my K props. Sounds about right. You can follow Derek on Twitter. He's at Derek Cardi, and again, you can look for his bat projections. Roto Grinders, great website, Fangraphs as well. The the season long stuff is up there as well, and also EV Analytics. If you want to take a peek at the projections, like on a daily and a weekly basis, he has them all there. Uh, Derek, thanks so much for the time today. We really appreciate that insight. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. How about that? He never bet on Judge once last year or this year. Now, he hit 50 last year, but again, those prices are like two to one. Maybe a dollar yeah. eighty to win or to hit a home run. Vasquez grinds his gears. He, yes, he, it he does. loses it. Vasquez uh, <laughs> goes off on that. Uh, he's right. Well, I mean, you all the prices are. You you can't price these guys at plus two fifty no. to hit a home run. It's hard. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a- ask Paul O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> two. <laughs> Do you want two? Where'd you get that from? Yeah. Uh, all right. So follow the money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Are we on something or on to something? Is up next. We have more proof. We never want to hear the word great associated with this big name coach again. Details next here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the hot hand leaderboard betting records, ROI for pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access. Become a subscriber today, 999 slash subscribe. All right, U.S. Open here. Brian Crowell, kind enough to join us here on day one of the tournament. He is with SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. Brian, thanks for the time today. How you doing? Thanks, guys. Good morning. I mean, there's uh, excitement in the air, man. It's it's major time. This is going to be a, a great four days coming up. I can't, yes. I can't wait. It's going to pop so well on TV for sure to watch this bad boy. And you know the history here of this specific tournament. Last 10 years going back, Brian, the average winning score is around 63 strokes under par a lot of talk about where that finishing number is going to be this year are you buying into that six to eight range uh for for the winner i'm taking the over on that one i i think we're gonna i think we're gonna hit double digits i if i had to guess right now i'd tell you 10 under is gonna be the winning score oh okay that's surprising uh well i'll tell you go ahead just to, to follow up i mean i don't I don't think we've seen a golf course that is as entertaining as L.A. Country Club in a long time on television. This is going to be one of the more exciting layouts that we have seen for a major championship. You've got you've got drivable par fours. You've got incredible par threes. You've got a little little par three that might play 75 yards. And yep. there's a, if, if the players can be patient and, and control themselves, there's going to be a lot of birdies. There's going to be a lot of eagles. And, of course, there are going to be some hopes dashed there as well. I mean, the, the place has its share of uh, speed bumps, but I think that there's going to be a good handful of players that figure this thing out and, and get well under par. I am so intrigued by this course and, and like Mitch said, how it pops on TV. Uh, and and I, how, how would you attack the, some of these par threes? And Because I know Fitzpatrick says, I know what to do. On, I think it was 13, but I know what to do on the one that's 290. I don't know what to do on the one that could be as short as 80 yards. <laughs> I, I think the player that says, you know what, I'm going to hit the middle of every green this week. I mean, honestly, just hit the middle of every green this week mm-hmm. and don't don't get too greedy. There are going to be some opportunities where you can where you can fire at a whole location. But in general, if you're on the green early, I'll I'll, I'll say it that way. I think you're going to have your chances and. Um, it, it's going to be so fun. That barranca that that uh, wanders through the property is just fantastic. It adds so much character, and there's a lot of elevation changes. And you know, just like uh, like the city it's in, there's going to be a lot of excitement. Now, from what I understand, with that barranca, not a lot of water though is going to be running through that this week, correct? No, no. It, yeah, it's really just uh, kind of a former river bed. It's a it's a gully that kind of runs yeah. through the whole property, but it adds a ton of drama and it really makes you think in terms of what your yardages are. So again, the guy, the, the ball strikers always have the edge, but I, I get, 
I get tired of saying, oh, it's got to be fairways. So you got to hit your fairways. You got to hit the greens and you'll have a chance. I mean, that's boring as hell. I, I'm thinking of the California guys. I mean, to be honest with you, I've got a little handful of, of these, these dudes, Homa, Cantlay, and Xander Schauffele, uh, that are that are fairly familiar with the track. And I think this is one of those uh, events where a player who's very familiar with the golf course is going to have a big edge. Okay, very good. I wanted to run this specific prop by you, Brian, and it's available at DraftKings. They have a big guns versus the field prop, and you can get the field, but you have to lay minus 280, meaning $280 to win 100 or on the flip side, you can take plus $2 with the big guns, and they labeled the big guns Scheffler, Rom Kepka, and McElroy. It sounds to me like you would not take that grouping, and you would say the field. I'm taking the field, and and I'm I'm surprised they didn't throw Cantlay in there. That uh, you know he he is a guy I would I feel very strong about this week, and you know he shot a 62 on this golf course in the past. He's played it a lot during college. He he uh, is very familiar with uh, the layout, and he's he's playing quite well of late. I think he's got the demeanor for this. Um, he's he's the guy that that I'm putting some some dollars on this week. Are you concerned maybe Kepko or Hovland could uh, get off to a hot start and have a have a big size lead? Yeah, but I tend to shy away from the the favorites. That's mm-hmm. just my style. Um, but yes, I, I mean, what a great story to to see McElroy with a chance to get another uh, major under his belt, and Kepka could come out and just bully this thing and and uh, win his sixth major. What he did at uh, at Oak Hill was just staggering. So there is that that uh, storyline that's going to be fun to watch. Let's follow the money here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. Our guest Brian Crowell. He is with SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. If I would have told you going back, I don't know, two, three, five years, that Justin Thomas would be in the fifty to one range to win a major, uh, your answer would have been what back then? That's unlikely. Yeah. Uh, right. It's <laughs> just unlikely. And, and again, this kid just, uh, we all know that he has all the tools and, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking back to Tulsa and Southern Hills and how he came, he came from seven strokes back. I mean, he even has the grit to get this all done, but of late he's, he's struggling. I mean, that's the, that's the nature of this game. You can, you can feel like you're on top of the world and you're going to be a favorite forever. And then, um, you know, it can, it can, uh, uh you can lose it, and and I think right now Justin Thomas is just in in sort of uh, shock uh, to a certain degree. I I mean I'm hoping this is the week that he can find some form again, but yeah, that's that's a long shot that uh, frankly I don't want to take part in. I yeah. I don't think he's there yet mentally. I don't think he's he's ready to be a a contender. How about two big names also with big prices, Spieth and Fowler? Um. You know how how cool a story would the Fowler thing be? Uh-huh. I mean, it's nice to see him him playing better. Um, of the two, I would put my money on Spieth. Uh, this this golf course again. We talked about how you know it's a boring call to say you've got to hit a lot of fairways, but you're going to need a lot of creativity around these greens. And and you do think of a guy like Spieth, what he did at a similar track, Chambers Bay, and certainly he's got the major championship pedigree um I, I would say that of those two my money's going to speed how about a long shot and maybe could are we in store for another surprise or a great story we're on a great run here with cole with block what taylor did at the canadian open do you see a long shot or maybe a guy who could maybe finish a top 20 a top 10 that could come out of nowhere i i mean we've got so many cool i mean this is the beauty of the u.s open you've got you got all these qualifiers you've got You've got people that had to had to tee it up to just try and get entry into the event, like a Sergio Garcia. And you know, there's there's so much excitement in terms of the qualification process in this Open Championship. So uh, a lot of long shot stories. I don't think we're going to see anything quite as dramatic as Michael Block at the PGA Championship. Um, in my long shot category, I've got this guy named Adam Scott. And and some people might not say that's a fair long shot. He's he's won a couple times at the Genesis. Uh, I think Riviera has a lot of similarities with L.A. Country Club. So I like the guys who have played well there, and Homa is among them. But Adam Scott, I think, is a, is a great long shot pick that could really pay off mm-hmm. this week. Okay, he's, he's got 
He's got uh, everything he needs. He's playing well. He, he hits the ball straight, and uh, I, I see him playing very well here at L.A. How do you feel about what has transpired in, in the game in the last two weeks or so, and what do you think the future will be with Liv? Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a PGA professional, and I'm, I'm uh, involved in the media side of the game, and I, I work at Trump Golf Links at Ferry Point here in the Bronx, and and uh, I'm, I'm like, I think, everyone else. I'm scratching my head a little bit. I'm anxious to see how this all plays out. I think it's too early to tell. Um, I, I definitely uh, have some sympathy for the guys like McElroy who stuck their neck out there and, and seemingly have, have taken a huge button hook on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm, this is a boring answer, but I want what's best for professional golf. And right now I'm... I'm uh, a little nervous, to be honest with you. I'm anxious to see how the players ultimately react. And, and man, I, I've run through a whole bunch of different situations in my head about how these two sides can collaborate and create uh, something that's going to work again. I, I just hope they do. Yep, same here. Um, Brian is with SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. You can follow him on Instagram, Pro. Brian, thanks so much for the time today, and good luck uh, with with the bets that you have this week. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. Okay, so he wanted to go against the four big guns that we brought up. Mm -hmm. And there you go, the California guys. That speaks well to you, right? I mean, at least with the home bet that you have, if that would happen to come in. And I know several others are on Shoffley for sure this week and Patrick Cantlay. I would not. I do not want to see someone shoot 10-11 under. No, neither do I. I don't want to see several golfers around 10-11, 12-under. I would much rather come back here on Monday morning and say, it wasn't that great. Somebody wanted at four under par. This thing's got character. This thing has cachet. Yep. It. That's a good, nice course. Mike Palm, VP Circus Sports in studio next. They are a huge sponsor of the Golden Knights. What was it like the night that they won the cup? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. It is Thursdays with the Maestro. Mike Palm is the VP of this great property, also the Golden Gate and the D in Las Vegas. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good good morning, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Our Woonsocket. Loyal, loyal, loyal Nesson family, Midlothian, Illinois. Peekaboo, Marquis, we see you. Montreal. 
watching on Rogers Sportsnet. Let's celebrate that 93 Stanley Cup champion. Thir oh. th 30 years it's been oh. for our Canadian team. Plum, Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh suburbs. Watching on AT&T and Paso Robles, California. Sunrise over Spectrum. We say good morning. Yep. Great good call. Good call. 30 years. What do you How's think that possible? Yeah. What do you think they're feeling? You, yeah, Florida, Vegas Stanley Cup. Vegas wins it in their sixth year. Seattle wins a playoff series, and and they can't. They, they haven't won it was, since '93. I was on TV in Iowa yesterday. Oh, and uh, the, the guy's Canadian. He's from the, the host Kenny. Uh, Ken Miller is from um, Winnipeg, and he said, "See if the boys at Circa will post a price. Will a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup next year?" I said, "Well, that's interesting. What would you make the odds? Hasn't been done in 30 years, but what would you make the odds?" I mean, well, Jeff did Edmonton, Toronto finally won a series. Uh -huh. what, what would you make it? He said he said eight to one. I said I don't know. Oh. Seemed a little high, but I'm sure people oh, will not? take it, not lay it. Right, right, right. right oh, right. they would. They yeah. would. My, when you brought that up, my gut yeah. said four to one. But I, that's I was thinking more like five fifty. But okay. I, I don't know. I'd have to. Jeff Davis would be the guy. He'd you probably guys, give you an accurate number off the top. of Well, his here's head. the thing. You offered it before the playoffs started or during yeah. the playoffs, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's something that he might be able to put up. Yeah. I okay. think it would. Get, all we want to do is write tickets. So uh, we didn't know you, obviously, when, when this w went down. But what did you think originally when we got a team and if hockey would work here? Did you envision any type of success? Right? I thought it would tank. I, I was concerned it was going to affect our chances to get an NBA team because I thought the team would struggle out of the gates for a couple of years and people would tune out and say, well, you know, three years in, they can't win. That's it. I'm find something else to do. No, I thought it would be successful for this reason, the weather. This is not a typical town where you can just play baseball all summer. You can play baseball for nine months. You can play soccer out there. The heat is searing. And so the outdoor sports are very difficult in the summer, except you, ha you can play indoor sports, basketball, hockey. They play year-round here. That's why I thought it could be successful, because you could get a youth program going. It worked in Phoenix, same type of weather. And the youth program there became very successful after just a few years. Not that they won a championship, but I thought it would be. And it's always to have a team original to a city is much different than getting a transplant. Oh, yeah. Like the A's I, are not going to go well. Yes. Here. Yes. It's not going to go fair. well. Even the Raiders. I mean, that, maybe uh, that's just my personal bias, but I, the, the connection to the Raiders is nothing close like the connection well, to agree. the Knights. And, you know? and by the way, for some of these games where the Raiders, they're hosting like the Chiefs or the Niners or there's 20, 30, 35,000 fans from the other team that are in town. But to Paulie's point, I mean, nobody expected this, right? I mean, it's an, an expansion team. You're supposed to be really bad for the first handful of years. So, you know, there's been like four or five expansion teams that won a championship in a shorter amount of time than the Knights. I couldn't even believe that when I was reading it this yeah, week. I, know. The I forgot the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks did it in four years. Yeah. All these teams with one have something in common. The Bucks did it, but that was Al Sender starting to become the huge star. Mm -hmm. And then they added Oscar Robertson. The Diamondbacks did it. They had Johnson added Schilling that right. year, and they were they were absolutely yep. dominant. The Ravens did it in, in 2000, but with Ray Lewis in an unbelievable defense. How about the Marlins did it in their fifth year? You think about that. What was that team? That team didn't really have any stars, but that was the, that was the year of the, the Maddox game with Levon Hernandez and, and Eric Gregg and all that. They beat the Braves, and then they went in seven against the Indians in the World Series. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but it's... Shocking. Yep. I would have never guessed there was four other teams that did it quicker. I, first of all, I would have guessed. Oh, 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 and the Oilers. There's five. There were one in each board had done it. The okay. 80, 84, was it Oilers? Um, also did it uh, with Gretzky and the Messier. Did obviously. you see this tweet that made the rounds yesterday about the Oilers? They've had, they had the first pick in the draft. All like the in, second picks have won a cup. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, what was it? 10, 11, 13, 14, yes. or 13 and 15. They had the pick number one pick every year. All the number two picks that now want to come. <laughs> oh, man. That was a great tweet. Oh, that hurts. How about this? The game the other night, ah, it was 9-3, and it was a bloodbath, but Game 5, Golden Knights-Panthers averaged 2.72 million viewers on TNT and True TV, the least-watched Stanley Cup clinching game in 30 years. Well, all the whole ratings were down, right? It was the least, uh, it was since, what, 06 or 07? And it was down how many percent from last year? 40%? I saw, I saw some of the TV... TV stats. Vegas is still a small market, you know, it is. considering that. Mm -hmm. Hockey, maybe not the, the most popular thing in, in South Florida. You go up the coast a little bit with Tampa Bay different. But uh, also it's on TNT, not ESPN. Mm -hmm. I don't know 
how many homes it was shown in compared to how many it was if it's on ABC, ESPN. This was an exclusive. And TNT does a great job. I'm just saying in terms yeah. of the stretch of viewership, the breadth of viewership, that might be different too. But. That's what Flurry's agent tweeted. He went that angle. No NBC, no yeah. ESPN type deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What he t- yeah, yeah but- I think, I mean, Florida was an eight seed. They're not a very yeah. sexy team overall in general. They it's- weren't this year anyway. I mean. Well, you know, the other thing, the NBA had monster ratings. The, the, the Laker-Golden State series was a ratings bonanza, right? Yeah. And even, but but you, you knew it was over. You knew Miami couldn't beat Denver. And that the, the finals ratings were in the toilet, too. So you, both of them went short. And you also had eight seeds involved as well. You know, going back to the city falling in love with this team right away, you also had this. And this is Sportsnet. They tweeted this out. And this was a sign at the game on Game 5. The sport I didn't know I loved the team I didn't know I needed. Mitch mentioned the shooting, what happened, uh, the, the horrible incident at Mandalay Bay, uh, how it brought the community together in Vegas strong. But you you didn't worry about, it wasn't like we were getting an NFL team. You had to know, did people even know the rules? And Because and, we would we were lived here for over 20 years. You, were, you never would talk hockey, ever. No. We, you would talk hockey locally when we were working on the ESPN's local really? affiliate. Oh, no, yeah, you, you no, hear never. people tuning out. Yes, never. That's interesting. And then now it's like, well, wait a second, we're getting a team. And then you you had this angle, though, about do people even understand what they're watching? Can they figure out the rules and that type of thing? I was there that very first game. Obviously, they st- remember, they started in Dallas. Yeah, they, they won did. on the road. Yeah. And, then, and then 10-1 happens with the shooting. And so the first game was like a 30-minute pregame. I mean, everybody, they had the first responders there and the names of all the people killed. Obviously, more people died as time went on, that we're suffering from injuries. But it was such a powerful start to it and bonding the community together at the same time this team this team was born. And then they make a Stanley Cup run their first year. I mean, think about they've been to the Western Conference Finals every year but two. Yep, yeah. And one was with that horrific major penalty that shouldn't have been, and they give yeah. up four goals in the five minutes. Right. And then they missed the playoffs last year. Other than that, they've been in the Conference Finals every year. Think about you start an NBA team here in your conference finals for the first six years. I mean, think, Mike, they just were not winning a cup. It's just been sustained success. They were the biggest favorites against Montreal in the conference finals uh, that year, lost, the bubble in yeah. like 30 years. They lost that. Otherwise, it would have been a third appearance in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Right. For the final that mm-hmm. year. You're right. I thought that team against San Jose, I thought that team was awesome that year. And it was just one of the worst calls you're ever going to see. So who knows how far they go that year. That was the, the night of two game sevens where I met Todd Wishnev sitting in the in the Remember Montreal, Boston was a game seven, and then it was game seven of the Knights. Uh, and, and that Montreal, Boston, the empty net goal, nobody knew if the, if it went in, and and they didn't flash a final score. Some sites were reported, and it was the oh total. The difference yeah. was the total. They never they never took a face off, and I had the under obviously. They never <laughs> took a face off after the goal, so I, I said it didn't count yeah. because there had to be time left. But no, it it did go in, and they just said screw the face off. The series is over. You know, they just won game seven. Mm-hmm. I think Yahoo and ESPN had conflicting reports on they the did. final They had score. different final right. scores. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. So what was it like here and, and how it worked uh, out? Boy, Derek was into it, pounding the glass and got the great a long, seats. Long but night for Derek. No right? kidding. And Omni at 4 a.m. with him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they took the cup to Omnia. They went to Caesars the nights, and uh, Derek took part of the crew there, and they were partying with them at Omnia. And then I heard last night they went to Delilah's at Wynn and had dinner. So there's a lot of planned things. Eventually, they're supposed to come here and do a stadium swim legacy club event. Oh. But, I mean, these players have to breathe, too. Yes. I mean, what, you're going to get scheduled for the next three weeks of uh-huh. appearances. So yeah. I know the parade's Saturday night. Uh-huh. Um, my wife wants to go to Shishiba Plaza, right, where it ends. I said, it's, you know, you're going to be crushed by people. Hard to take kids unless you're going to hold them on your shoulders I mean, these, the whole time. The, yeah, the, the players here, This like Jack Eichel's working at a Raising Canes this yep. week, I think, mm-hmm. today or tomorrow, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a parade at night, though, I can never recall that ever happening before. I'm not a big parade guy, but it's always during the and all day. All the parades are downtown too. You know, they're all down Fourth Street usually. I was hoping they'd start it in the Strip and end up at the event center and have a big party at the event center yeah. afterwards. You know what time the party started at Omni at Caesars after the game? I, I don't, Derek. Know. I think they got there around one thirty or two. Derek did, so I, I don't know the exact time. I just saw saw a lot of videos from different people that were in our crew that, that you know. Some guys, the guys from Barry's, the management team, they were there as well. And I know Bill 80 was tagging along all night, too. I'll ask you to uh, speculate here. Do <laughs> you think everything was comped? Uh, I bring that up because we showed that receipt from when the Bruins won it in 2011. They spent like 156 That was the tab, $156,000 that night. Yeah. 
this one would probably be 8x, wouldn't you think? Oh, come on, yes. With the, with the, the prices the, the, the at the prices, that place? Yeah, with yeah. the prices. So um, I'm not sure. Hmm. Not sure. I would lean yes. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. The win on Twitter reached out to the Nuggets and said, hey, do you want to come here and party? Everything's on us. The flight, the rooms, and, and the, the, the food, the drinks, everything on us to comp. That's the way Vegas operates. Well, yeah, because it makes their Tuesday night. I mean, my God, what, what would the Tuesday night be without that? I mean, and then you can promote ahead of time. The Nuggets are going to be there. Sure. And uh, again, Derek, sports books will never, ever be that happy again to take it in the shorts, huh? Because um, it was a bloodbath for many of you. What? Tony Miller said they won to uh, the Nugget, and Jay Cornegay uh, and Murray said it wasn't that bad. That that was. Oh. I mean, for us, it was it was it was pretty bad. But at right. the same time, you're generating revenue through all these watch parties. Two cartoon characters collide in this week's <laughs> edition of No Hyperbole. Next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.